Alright, we are live. Welcome, uh, folks who uh, are members of our EOC podcast Facebook group. Um, yeah, Matt Fidelsky here. We got Tom Bogle uh, on Bogle. <laughs> So, um, yeah, we're here because we are um, doing a little experiment. And... It's clearly an experience. <laughs> I'm trying to record this call separately for uh, a special bonus episode of the podcast. Um, so essentially what we're doing here is uh, Sean and I are about to, to leave um, for our next shoot down in Mexico for our Vaquita film project. Um, and uh, we wanted to share some updates with you um, while we're out in the field. Um, there's always lots of crazy stuff going on, um, and we're just kind of experimenting with, like, different ways to, to share that information with all of you, the folks who, uh, you know, follow our podcast series and follow what, what Wide Lens is up to, um, to sort of share that information um, in real time. So we're doing a couple things. Um, one, we're going to be doing live streams, just like this one, um, directly from our EOC podcast Facebook group. Uh, where you're watching this right now, most likely. And, uh, and then we're also going to be recording, um, you know, the audio of all of these conversations and then releasing them as sort of like a subset, um, within our feed on the Eisenhower podcast. Um, so essentially what this is, is it's, it's, um, it's audio diaries, right? So like periodically during the shoot, the shoot, Sean and I will be down there probably for about two weeks. And we're just going to make a concerted effort to, you know, at least a couple times a week, um, you know, do one of these audio diaries, um, stream it live to this EOC podcast group, um, and then we'll be sending those audio files to our uh, podcast producer, Catherine Dunning, and she'll be uh, feeding these audio diaries into our podcast group. So you can listen to the audio right from the EOC podcast where you download new episodes and you can see us if you pay close attention to um, this Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> was that a good was that a good explanation, Sean? Did I miss anything? It's great. And I mean if anybody needs any more enticing, like for instance, when you sit at a table and you get chips and dip, that of course keeps you at that table so that you order. So in order for it to keep you at our table, I'll give you a few seconds of the Ellie Belly chewing on a Kong. <laughs> So now that we have your attention uh, uh, with uh, what we're trying to explain right now, especially regarding this upcoming shoot, which we leave early, early tomorrow on. And of course, recognize that we're all coming from different directions. Um, the crew this year um, is going to be Rue Mahoney coming from Seattle, Matthew Podolsky from uh, Boise, Idaho. And then I currently reside in South Kakalaki, uh, South Carolina. So we will all converge in San Diego and we will rent a vehicle and we will head down, um, you know, f about four hours to uh, San Felipe um, and just start getting updates from people and uh, waiting for the rest of the crew so that we can start shooting. Awesome. And what I mean, what's sort of like I mean, what's going on? You know, maybe we can just explain to people like what's going on in San Felipe and in the upper Gulf of California, like right at this moment. Um, you know, what are we going down there to, to try to capture? 
what's not going on? Uh, that's the real question. Uh, it, it, you know, we've said this for years. I'm having learned it firsthand um, that when we once think that everything, you know, what we think is actually happening, um, clearly there's always some new elements that are that. I mean, we were just, I was just there in January and again, surprised from the evolution of events that have unfolded just over the winter. And then now it's, you know, about a month and a half later that we're heading back and, you know, the main purpose that we're heading back, which is what we've always reported at this time every year since we started the project is essentially documenting the, uh, the height of the uh, legal fishing period. Um, so right now to Twaba, which is uh, an endangered fish uh, making its way into the headwaters near where, you know, the mouth of the Colorado river flows out in the Gulf. And this is an opportunity for the fishermen um, to essentially like, have the fish in their backyard to go illegally fish uh, to extract the swim bladder, which then sells for thousands, possibly even hundreds of thousands of dollars in China. Um, so we're documenting this period. What what else happens at exactly that same time is that this is also the moment where the more the most um, vaquita fatality uh, or mortality incidents occur, um, being that vaquita are the same size as the Twaba, and that there are hundreds and hundreds of nets um, in the water. I'm going, you know, although they're pulling nets out of the water, as, as far as like what Sea Shepherd is doing, um, there's probably there's you know there's more nets going in the water, and of course this does a lot of damage to. Uh, not only the general ecosystem, but specifically the vaquita. Um, you know, the first year that we were out there, we witnessed three mortalities. And then the following year, we had up to six mortalities. And if you look at the survey reports over those years, that you know, the population has been um, cut in half every year. You know, so, you know, essentially went from 60 to 30. And now we're down to um, even less than that, so low 20s. Um, and uh, essentially what has been adding to that is the amount of corruption. Uh, this, no matter what you read in the headlines uh, or whatever the Mexican government says, as far as um, what they're trying to do for these communities to try to, you know, steer this um, in a different population, um, doesn't go extinct. And where the um, communities of, you know, of the Upper Gulf are also um, assisted in trying to endure. Um, this, this, uh, uh, you know, this ban on fishing that's happening, but unfortunately none of these things are aligning and, um, all the efforts thus far have failed. Um, you know, and we have, we have our perspective on a lot of this has morphed over the years on this project. And so now we're going into this with a very different, uh, I don't want to say mindset, but, um, attitude is how we're going in as far as like, trying to deliver more of the truth than than what you know most of the information is coming out because there's always this sense of hope based on all these efforts that are happening happening um but unfortunately every every single attempt has failed on every level so um we're just trying to cover those elements as we go down there to to you know to illustrate that yeah, for sure, and and I do think it's important to to mention you know the shift in mindset that, that we've had, um, which I mean I, I occurred I think as a direct result of the, the, the capture effort um, in the fall of last year. Um, I mean I think right up until that point we 
you know, we're trying very hard to remain hopeful. I mean, realistic, but hopeful. Um, and we're at a point now where, um, you know, the, there are still vaquitas out there. Um, right. But there, nobody has any realistic ideas about what could be done to prevent so, I mean, it's, it's, you know, we've reached a point where we feel like we need to come to terms with the fact that the extinction of the PETA is almost certainly inevitable. Yep. Um, which is unfortunate. Um, I mean, a bunch of folks that, that I've chatted with, um, you know, uh, these past couple of days as I talk about, you know, um, our plans to, to go down to Mexico for the shoot, you know, a lot of people seem like, oh, you're going down to, like, get some footage of the PETA. Like, I hope you Hope you get some shots, right? Like, um, that <laughs> that fine. that ship has sailed, right? Um, I mean, the, the likelihood of, of anybody you know, going out and even seeing the vaquita at this point, um, because there are so few of them left, um, is very, very, very low. I mean, it was really difficult to find them, even with this massive operation and this whole armada of boats and access to like you know live data on where the vaquitas were, even with you know that whole situation. part of those attempts to capture them. So, I mean, what we're going down there to, to, to tell is, I mean, we're following up on these human storylines, right? Um, so, you know, we're documenting the impact that this issue has on, you know, certain members of the fishing community. Um, and so it's just sort of like one of these, these stories that we're following. Um, so that's really sort of the heart of it. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, we don't need to get into too much detail because, I mean, as is always the case on every single one of these trips that we've taken down there, um, there are a lot of question marks, and it's inevitable that our plans will shift once we get down there based on the situation. Every time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, there's 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 really no reason in us, like, uh, getting into too much detail because almost certainly uh, the details will change once we're down there. Um right. But, uh, yeah, maybe we can just talk a little bit about sort of, you know, our planning and, uh, you know, sort of where, where we're at. Um, you know, I, I, we are leaving um, tomorrow morning. So, you know, at this time tomorrow, uh, we'll be in Mexico. Um, so where are we at as far as, you know, planning, um, pulling gear together? Um, what do we got, John? Well... So, and, I mean, I don't know that, I don't know that I ever, like, when a shoot ends, I don't believe that it just ends and then we pick up the pieces within a week before a shoot and then we shoot off again. I mean, I don't, for me, it's been one continuous episode. Like, when a shoot ends, that next day, I'm still working towards gathering information from San Felipe. Like, I try not, I try to stay very, very close to what's going on without there being any gaps. I mean, because if you do, the whole scene is completely changed. And it, it, it helps not even just telling the story, but helps me get, you know, grasp the scope of what exactly is happening um, with the issue. And, you know, as much as, you know, we've been telling the story and want to continue to tell the story for me personally, I'm, I'm still very much embedded and interested and invested in understanding why we're in this situation to begin with. Um, I mean, I can list, you know, one through 10 
what, you know, uh, reasons, what is, which is what everybody else knows. But there are all these small little, um, pieces that don't get looked at close enough that essentially are the catalyst for these larger decisions that ends up happening. So my involvement in this, especially before going on a shoot, I mean, frankly, it just doesn't end. Um, the panic attack happens when I realize that it's the next shoot because I've been so like, I'm like staring at, you know, my computer and I'm on the phone and I'm doing emails trying to get a better sense of what's happening as things change. Um, so I typically, as much as I'm always like, Oh, I'm going to prep the gear. I'm going to do this and that like a week in advance. That never happens. So, you know, I tend to, I tend to have the last minute, uh, and, 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 and end up, I end up making last minute phone calls. I mean, things that potentially could wait, but because I don't know how a Mexico shoot is going to end up, how long we're going to be there, what's going to happen. Um, I feel like I have to do all these other things on the other end that doesn't involve Vaquita in order to do that. So and really what I'm trying to say is like, I just end up throwing everything on the bed and then I have to go through it super last minute and then ordering last minute Pelican cases I time foam. That's what I do. I, I pluck French fry foam for hours to make it fit the exact piece of gear so that that expensive gear doesn't get broke. So anyways, um, this is, I mean, this is, this is what it looks like um, when we're putting stuff together, you know, audio, video, um, gear, the bags and stuff, you know, suntan lotion, uh, binoculars, uh, you know, um, we recently uh, obtained a nice piece of equipment uh, to essentially push wide lens further beyond with uh, the caliber of footage that we're shooting. Um, but then we also have to make sure, in addition to gear, that all our permits are in place um, as far as depending on what equipment that we use, uh, you know, operating a drone or getting on a boat or conducting interviews with the Navy. I mean, all of this does not happen quickly, uh, especially in Mexico. And it's been, it's always very difficult to actually get a lot of, to get a lot of this access when you're operating remotely. Um, a lot of this stuff has to happen then, or they tell you, yeah, sure. You can get on the boat or yeah, sure. You can do this and that. And then you get there and it doesn't actually happen. So you sit around waiting to get access. And in the meantime, you're trying to find out what, what's going to fill our time. Um, and I mean, there's just, if anybody understands what a shoot is like, and if you don't, uh, it's you can plan everything to a T, but none of that, and we know that's just with life. But for the most part, shoots in general, like they just don't plan out that way. I mean, at least not do documentary filmmaking. That just doesn't happen. Um, so we're always just trying to get our, you know, our, our vaquita in a row and uh, make sure we're, we're as best prepared as possible. But ultimately, we have to be flexible. I mean, this that's just the no brainer. Yeah, flexibility is, is certainly uh, one of the most critical <laughs> uh, components to this. Right. Yeah, no, it's 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 funny. I mean, I I am um, the same way. I, I mean, I I think the one difference, Sean, between like what you said about like you know prepping for these suits and, and getting all the gear ready. Um, is, I don't do that. What's that? <laughs> I don't think you do that. Yeah, no, I, I think do. you're it's back. Just that... from the last. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I I do I do that. You know what I mean? I just I cut out the step. I mean, you said you 
you know, you sort of like a week or two out, you're sort of like, yeah, I'm going to like prep all my gear like a week ahead of time. And, you know, you get that into that mindset. And then, of course, things happen and you, know, you get busy, you're answering emails, working on other projects and you know, right. other things that you do. And then at the last day, you're like, oh, shoot, I got to get all my gear ready. Like, I just accepted the fact that I'm not going <laughs> to do anything. I'm not going to prep any of the gear at all until the day before, right? Um, and so my, I'll show you my setup. Which is yeah, guys, what you're about to see, uh, please children and die. From uh, where John is at right here. Um, but yeah, my gear is basically. Yeah, that's just Matthew's trash on the, on the ground. He just, yeah. Everybody's got a different process. Well, I'll say, I mean, I'll say that like our personalities, they're obviously on very different ends of the spectrum, but I think they complement each other well in what we're trying to achieve in the end. So, uh, at least that's how I feel. I don't know how you feel. You don't have to be honest on the show right now, so <laughs> you can email me later. Well, no, yeah, I mean, I, I, I have to agree in, in this one. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true, man. I mean, I, I, I do think that um, it is helpful that there are some differences in our sort of style and how I approach and how level of organization we get. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, is, is there anything else that you can think of that um, you think people might be interested in hearing about? No. So the only thing that I would like to mention at this point, and this one, this won't be the last time that I think we mention this. We do want to remind everybody that, you know, when we started this project, we had we had projected out that 2018 essentially was going to be the final year of production because we did want to complete the film by the end of 2018. Um, you know, we've been releasing content along the way. We had a 13 minute film. We had a we, and then of course our 30 minute film. A whole slew of podcasts, um, blogs, uh, you know, building a website, all this sort of stuff, essentially to have information available for people to get a different perspective, much different than some of the other organizations out there. And I, you know, and they, those organizations have been great in what they do. Um, but the fact that we're bringing information directly from the upper Gulf because we're, you know, we're making frequent visits, um, gives us kind of the edge on what we're trying and what kind of information that we're trying to deliver and helps us understand the story as well. Um, but we're here. It is now 2018. We are now at the height of the Tatuaba season. And this was always in our mind going to be potentially the last shoot before we go into post post-production. And um, well, we're here now. Um, now I don't know if we might be able to squeeze in one more, but we want to stick to that timeline because I don't believe much will change if it does, which I encourage for the, you know, for positive for Vikita. Um, I hope so, but it doesn't look like that. The, the Vikita is operating, um, or existing, you know, or getting resistance more so from a much larger machine than it. And I, I just don't see how we'd be able, be able to pull out of that. So, Technically, yes, we could be documenting. This could be the longest documentary film in history. Um, and I'm sure every filmmaker faces that whenever they're covering an issue. It's like, when do I pull the plug? Like, what is the, the caveat to, like, my story so that I can move on? And then maybe either I do a follow-up film or somebody else picks up um, the pieces and then continues beyond me. I mean, that's I find that to always to be a struggle. I mean, this being my first documentary film, um, I've gone back and forth with this. 
but I'll be honest, I'm exhausted. Uh, this particular project has beaten us um, quite well with just, and I don't, I don't mean the workings of like how to make a documentary. I'm just talking about the, the results of the issue have just, I mean, the spirit, the soul, the heart, the mind, um, the body. It's, you know, and, and I know Matthew can speak to this as well, which is kind of like where, where we are, like, you know, we've, we've, the impact of the Vaquita for us has been so heavy handed that it's, I don't know that I'm even prepared, whatever the next project, I don't know that I would, I personally would be prepared to take on such a heavy issue. And I mean, honestly, we never even thought that it was going to turn into this, right? We thought that we were just going to kind of add some extra pieces to, um, you know, a previous doc that happened back in 2008. Um, but it's been so much more than that because of the complexity of the issue, which we would have never learned had we not dived into this project. There's no media that could have ever presented all this information in the way that we've been able to absorb it. So, um, you know, this, just, just keep in mind, you know, we'll, we'll definitely have some, some, you know, when we get to the point when we've definitively decided, okay, we're not going to go back out and shoot, um, for this particular project, then, um, you know, we'll, we'll keep people posted as far as like when that moment's going to, now I won't, I will say this, that like, you know, much like our previous projects like Scavenger Hunt and Bluebird Man, you know, there were updates. We did, you know, we continue to follow and provide information on those issues um, as best as we can while trying to create new projects, right? So, um, you know, definitely keep that in mind. Like, I don't believe that we'll ever just shed the Vaquita. I mean, even even if the Vaquita goes extinct, like, I just believe there's so many lessons to be learned. And we, it's been so much a part of, like, the lives of like Matthew and myself, that like I, I strongly believe that we're, we're probably still going to be heavily tied to it. And whatever we learn, we're still going to continue to share that with all of you. Um, just because we know that the whole reason that you're even paying attention to what I'm saying now and that you're on this, in this group or you listen to the podcast, or you look at our films, um, we're just involved in conservation in general, um, is essentially w- why I think that, you know, there's, there's, you, you know, our audience is also invested in this issue. Um, so, you know, it's not completely over, but like we are getting near that, uh, you know, near that paved road. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, for sure. And I mean, um, I, I mean, I think it's, it's, um, I don't know. I mean, it, it, so much, this project has like evolved and changed so much. I mean, both sort of like the structure of, of our, you know, of the project itself. Um, right. But also, you know, the outcome and, and, and the actual events that we're working to document have just right. taken so many, like, unexpected turns um, that, I mean, I, I actually think it's quite remarkable that, like, we are, you know, still on track to meet that original goal for completion. <laughs> that we, set, that. we set that goal when we launched our Kickstarter campaign um, for this project, which was uh, a long time. <laughs> How many years ago was that? What year is it now? Um, uh, we're approaching three years now, man. Right. It was almost three years ago um, that we launched that Kickstarter campaign, raised that first bit of seed money for this film, and, and that was what we projected. I mean, that was the goal that we sort of set for ourselves to, to finish the feature-length version of the film by, uh, by the end of uh, 2018. Um, right. And that, that, that continues to be our goal, right? I mean, 
and we're at a point now where you know we're we're now collaborating with, with a group of production companies. Um, so it's you know that entering post production will be very different than sort of what we're used to. I mean, we're used to doing everything ourselves. You know, um, all the editing, all the post production work, but and, and also the distribution. You know, um, and that will not be the case. Um, with this film at this point, because you have these other production companies, these other collaborators that are going to, um, you know, play a central role and then do that, and obviously with our feedback um, and input. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I just think I, I think it's cool that like, you know, like, hey, we're still on track to, you know, essentially do what we said we were going to do, despite how dramatically, um, you know, this production has changed over the course of what two years. Right. No, I mean, I agree. I totally agree. Like, who would have ever seen that coming, right? You know, the, 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 not only did this, the issue and the story evolved, but the terms at which that we were operating under have also, like, there's a whole story in that itself. Right. That whole, like, I mean, you could write, we could definitely have a whole back episode against, you know, explaining, like, how, how it evolved on the back end for us. And then, like, watch them in a timeline fashion of, like, how they, you know, were intertwined with each other. So, I don't know. Not to say that I want to do that right now, but <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I, I think I think it's it's important to note that, like, I mean, part of the reason why we're doing this, right, and you know, we're trying to create a dialogue, um, and I mean, this is something that we wanted to do right from the beginning is sort of make sure that we keep people updated on on what's going on with this issue as we go through the process of producing the film. Um, you know, we haven't been able to do that, I think, to the extent that we initially hoped. Um, and there's a variety of, of reasons for that. I mean, one of it, one of them just being like the amount of time it takes to like, you know, put out all of this type of content in addition to, you know, gathering the content we need for the actual final film. Um, right. but then, I mean, another one is security concerns, right? And I, I just think it's important for people to know that, like, you know, we have to be very cautious about what we say, um, in this type of format, right? Um, because like, we're going to be down in Mexico. We're going to be in this town tomorrow. That and it's, I mean, it's it's dangerous, right? I mean, you know, this is uh, this town is being taken over by the Mexican drug cartels. Right? I mean, yeah. um, a lot of people are claiming that that's not the case, but I mean, we, you know, we know well, that there's that is the case. And, more so than ever, like that yeah. used there used to be people on the fence about that, but I would probably say pretty strongly that everybody's getting that impression now. Like, there's no gray area anymore. <laughs> when fishermen show up machine guns and they shoot. Oh, and Sean just froze. All right. Well, I guess I'll, uh. <laughs> oh, there we go. You just froze for a second. I think, I think you froze on the live stream with like a really, a really excellent expression on your face. So that was good. Uh, anyways, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I think this is sort of a good point to kind of wrap this up. Okay. Um, All right. But, uh, you know, I just wanted to make people aware that, like, you know, we wish that we could just, like, as information came in, that we could just throw it out there and make it available to, um, to the public and to, especially, you know, the folks that listen to our podcast and pay attention to the type of content that we produce. Um, but we have to be cautious about that. We have to filter this. We have to sort of assess, like, what, you know, what what is safe to say publicly at any given moment? So we will be doing these updates, um, but uh, yeah, we do have to be cautious. 
Yeah, I, I agree. We're still working. Yeah. So. So, yeah, I guess we will, uh, with that, we will sign off um, our first audio diary from uh, the Vikita Chief in March 2018. And we will uh, we'll be back. Um, next time we do one of these, we will be down in Mexico on location, um, providing you with live updates from the field. So, thanks for paying attention. Yeah, thank you very much, guys. We'll, uh, we'll see you soon.